Blog Talk Radio. I heard that. Welcome to the second half of Desperate House Witches. I am Dorian Wallace. I am Marina Starr. Welcome to it. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully you guys were able to listen to our previous hour with Amy Blackthorne, whom we love. Uh, And coming up in, in a moment or two is the amazing, wonderful, and delightful Ingo Dominguez, Jr., who I just freaking adore. But anyway, and my sister does too. But if you are new to Desperate House Witches, welcome. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, dirty talk, bodily functions, and other things I might say might offend you, this may not be the show for you. But if you don't care about any of that, come hang out because it's a good time. We laugh. We like to tell jokes. And we're amusing. Even if we just amuse each other, we really don't give a shit. We hope you stick around. Anyway, Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the wicked one herself, the incredibly, incredibly, the incredibly wicked and utterly wicked Dorothy Morrison. Check out her May specials. She has got the mystery boxes happening in small and large with or without card reading for her to pick your stuff. And with or without book, which is the other thing we're celebrating this month in the month of Dorothy, which is the re-release of Utterly Wicked, the only hex book you will ever need. Trust me, I've tried a lot of them. And Amy Blackthorne happened to write the foreword to that book. So uh, in the celebrating Amy's stuff, we also doubly celebrated Dorothy's re-release of Utterly Wicked. But all right, he's here. We love him. Yes. You know we love him. The incredible Avo Dominguez Jr. <laughs> agreed to be on through my subtle arm twisting and begging because he's a kind person, <laughs> because he loves me and he cares. Well, that's true. <laughs> Hi, Evo. Hey, how are you doing? Hi. I'm, I'm happy and joyful to hear your voice because you, you're very well respected. We love you very much. And... Um, I, I needed to hear from somebody smarter than almost everyone I know. That's true. <laughs> so, I'm like, I need a really smart elder person to talk to me. And when I say elder, I don't mean in age. I mean in past. So that might be true, and too. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm older than I look, but I I'm, love you. Uh, and is- I'm, I'm 61, so we're close. We're no. very, very, very close. And damn, you look good. Um, it's, yeah, it's, all about, it's, it's all about bathing in the blood of the innocents. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, that helps. I've run out of innocence. Can you spare any? Um, no. <laughs> there you go. He's like, mine, mine, mine. <laughs> but, I, you know, I wanted to talk to you because, A, we hadn't talked to you in a really long time. Yeah, yeah. has been a bit. And... 
and I wanted to I wanted your take on on in addition to the things you're working on because we're all working on something I wanted to know in addition to that you know what your take was on all of these things happening and where you think we're going um you know in paganism as far as how we're going to have to change going forward so I just wanted your wit and wisdom and I'm so glad you you know <laughs> took care of me and said yes I'll I'll do it <laughs> thank you I appreciate it I had to ask last minute so I'm grateful I'm sorry yeah, go and, ahead and, and, I was, and I was glad to hear that Amy was going to be on before me oh because <laughs> uh, anybody who's listening is properly warmed up Oh. <laughs> well, I'm warmed up. So please tell me what's happening. Tell me what you're working on. You know, before we get into your your take on the way the world is right now, sure. I, I am interested sure. in knowing what you're doing. Well, um, in a lot of ways, I'm actually uh, busier than ever, despite uh, being uh, staying at home and not going to all uh-huh. the events. Um, yeah. I had, just before the pandemic hit, really, uh, I had finished a book and sent it into Wiser. Mm-hmm. And now, it, now I'm waiting because, like everybody else, they're trying to figure out the best way and time to uh, process when to release things and when things should come out and when the community will be, re- be ready since the bookstores, a lot of them have been shut down. But the yeah. book that I uh, finished up, and it was one of these deals where Almost, actually, it is a it is a pattern. Every book I've written so far has been uh, nudged, pushed by requests from people that have come to classes or have trained in one of our covens or whatnot, because they say, "Well, it's great going to your classes, but I'd like that as a book, please." Uh huh. <laughs> and and one of the things that uh, uh, we've uh, complained about uh, amongst each other. And, and a lot of times those uh, late night having wine and complaining sessions are often the impetus for things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, is that it, it turned into, you know, there's three trillion books about the four elements and they're all pretty much the same basic material. Mm-hmm. Not that there isn't yeah. a value in, in having different ways of describing the same stuff because people hear and learn uh, using different images and different language, et cetera, or, or adjusted for their particular tradition. But uh, there's there's a, a, a large gap when it comes to the intermediate or advanced materials often. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, mind you, I had friends say, how could you possibly write a whole new book on the elements? Well, I did. Uh, it's it's uh, now pending whenever it will come out, but... Man, I'll tell you that uh, the part that killed me was I went through all my bookshelves and I pulled out all the books I had that uh, were about the elements or referenced them extensively and flipped through them mm-hmm. so that I would avoid covering what they covered. Ah, <laughs> uh, which is appreciated. That's very that's thoughtful. That's a thoughtful yeah. approach. Right, and and so that uh, of course there's some things you have to repeat because it's a common language, but for the most part, it's all the material that was either the next step that they didn't get to because the the audience wasn't there, or um, because for one reason or another it's not something that they uh, their tradition felt comfortable covering. So 
the book covers a lot. I mean, it uses the elements as a way of describing uh, not just how to create sacred space or do various kinds of magic, even though that's included as well, but how the elements describe uh, how our consciousness is constructed or what our relationship is to different kinds of of beings uh, beyond human, whether that's uh, elementals or the beings that are guardians for particular things or uh, gods and goddesses and their relationship to the elements. There's a lot of talk about the use of tools for the elements, but but one of the themes through all of it is that uh, there isn't any one way of doing things that is the the right and proper way, Um, Mm -hmm. but there are ways in which you can mess things up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I know about it, it, yeah, and 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 little things like I I wrote because of a, an off comment someone uh, made at one of my classes, I wrote a whole chapter on how to use the little platonic solid sets that are sold at every New Age and pagan shop everywhere on the planet, rather than the so they're not just tchotchkes on the shelf that they actually can be used as a working tool. That's a goodness. <laughs> um, or. Sig- you know, or suggestions on uh, uh, there's actually quite a, a string of ideas that uh, builds up uh, over the course of the book to describe uh, the differences between ether and spirit that are often used uh, and quintessence, which are often used as uh, being pretty much the same word, but really mm-hmm. they, there's a lot of nuance that you can pull out uh, because part of it is that the uh, elements. Uh, are, are different when they're in the process of coming into being or in the process of reunifying to become one thing. And the, the direction of that current changes what they are. Interesting. Anyway, but there's, Not- but I'm, I'm looking forward to whenever I get a release date for it. Um, <laughs> but there is uh, quite a bit of new material in it, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how uh, people react to it. One of the things that... Uh, is in the, that, that, that is present in everything that I write is that the stuff that we do in our tradition we share freely because uh, early on we made the choice of uh, not having any of our material uh, held back as oath-bound and only for initiates. However, um, whether you're an herbalist or a witch or whatever you do, you also know that unless you provide people with a proper understanding of the order and sequence in which you do things, they can hurt themselves or cause harm to others. So that there's a difference between holding things back because, no, these are special secrets that we keep for ourselves, and holding things back and saying that you have to learn these things in this order or else you're going to hurt yourself. Right. Um, Earlier today, uh, actually just before, in the hour or two, just before the call, uh, we were we were installing two beehives on our property. Oh, nice. Which is a lovely thing, but you know what? Uh, we we went to classes. Uh, we went to local beekeepers meetings for a year and went to their classes and have read five books because you don't just suddenly decide I'm going to have bees. Yeah, no. Because yeah. the bee the a the bees might die, and and yeah. you might come and you might come away with a few more stings than than is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same is true with magic. Sometimes you actually have to learn how to do this so that you, so that you don't set off a, a cascade of problems. Yeah, there's there. You know, Thorn Mooney recently did a video about. Oh, I love her. What I do, I do too. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, 
she just did a video recently, you know, tell me about the mistakes you made. Oh my god. <laughs> on your on your first spell casting ventures and I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I I messed uh-huh. up quite a number of things. Uh hey, at least so, at least yeah. at least you proved that it worked. Yeah. Well, I mean, long story short, I I put out a spell because I was being injured by someone, yep. and um, I almost killed them. Uh, the unfortunate thing is the spell did not go the way it was supposed to, and the yep. person merely wound up in the hospital. Yep. Um, and when he was released, he lived to torture me a whole lot longer. So, yeah, I screwed up. Do you know? It uh, it, no, it does happen, and, and even when it's uh, well in, it, well intended, and you think you've thought things through, uh, there there was a um, fantasy writer. Uh, this was a couple of decades back, and I'll leave out the details because some of of the writers, family, friends, and coveners are still around. But uh-huh. you know, this is somebody who was a fantasy writer, so words were very important to them, and sure. they had a terrible stroke. And oh, no. their coven got together, and they did a whole bunch of kick-ass energy raisings and, and healing stuff to keep this person alive and on the planet. Unfortunately, they survived. Oh, uh, I, I understand. I understand. They're probably in a vegetative state, non-functional. I wish they were in vegetative. I wish they were in a vegetative state, but they were. They were here enough to know that they had lost uh, all their capacity for writing and, vo- and, and voice and, and communication when that had been the core of their lives. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those deals. That I, I understand the passion that drove them to do the healing, but they didn't include mm-hmm. the idea of, you know, sometimes the, the, the best healing is, is, is a gentle death at that point. Yeah, sometimes you have to let yeah. go. Definitely. Oh, that's rough. So, that's very yeah, rough. But, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of ways. Anything that works has the potential of consequences. True. Yeah, true. <laughs> you have to word it very carefully. Yeah, and and uh, and, and there's the question of, of, uh, of consent. I mean, <laughs> they were in no position yeah. to give consent. And, on the... yeah, and I didn't that, was, now, that, that. that was before HIPAA was crazy, but nonetheless... I'm sure that they didn't have all the details on how bad the stroke was. Yeah. Getting the, getting the information is important first before, I mean, and magic yeah. without consent. You know, sometimes the best we can do is just send out good energy for someone. But as far as being very specific, unless you actually know details and you've been given permission, you may not want to do that. Or unless good you lesson. have... Uh, you know, uh, I have uh, an, I'm older-ish, but I have friends that are truly like you know 80s, 90s, uh, almost 100 old, and some of yeah. them have uh, uh, what what they call magical advanced directives, mm-hmm. where they basically have basically have put out uh, you know just like uh, you can do advanced directives with healthcare practitioners that hey if I if, if I go down don't resuscitate. Uh-huh. Um, 
I have friends that have uh, said, um, here are the circumstances in which I want you to work as hard as you can for me, and here are the circumstances that I want you to help open the path so that I can uh, scoot out of my mortal coil. Brilliant. I guess we should think about that. Yeah, Yeah, we really should. That's not something I have, you know, you, you bring up something that just never occurred to me. It never occurred to me that I should have a magical plan it's something, you know, it's not enough to have a living will or a will. Yeah. For your magical family, you should really have a course of action. That's brilliant, Evo. I never thought of that. Yeah. And, well, and, and uh, I have, uh, well, one of the people that I count as uh, an important teacher in my life is Dolores Ascroft Nowicki, or Nowitzki, depending upon how you want to say it today. And uh-huh. she, for, she, for years, now she's in excellent health, she's in her 90s, but nonetheless, she created a pathworking years ago that she periodically reads to herself or has somebody read to her that it basically guides her out of her body and into a waiting a, a, a path working out into the woods into a cabin in the woods where she will sit and await uh, her uh, beloved uh, dead that come for her or her gods or goddesses or angels or whatever so she's already got a pathworking that she's kind of like wired into her brain by repetition so that when the time comes because we know initially what we see is what we expect to see. Right. She said, "Well, if that's oh. the case, I'd like to I'd like to make it comfortable until until they come to pick me up." Yeah, Ooh, good definitely point. smart. Good point. Wow. You know, so she's got so, 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 so she's got basically built up a little astral temple of where she will little that, that she's created and it's in her memory of where she will await as she to make a, a more graceful transition from uh, this life to the next. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's stuff we need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And no one talks about it, Eva. No one talks about that. It never even occurred to me until you said it. That's brilliant. That's something we have to think about. Or including in in your uh, instructions to your magical family, what do you want to have happen with all the tools and crystals and stuff that you've accumulated over the years? Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> right. We yeah. have a place. Yeah. We have a place on our property where people have uh, that uh, we've scattered ashes and whatnot. But we've also got a bunch of tools that have been buried there. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, we've had folks that uh, have had their ashes scattered, or folks that have you know have uh, family members that want their you know body buried in the family plot. Blah 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 blah. But they've wanted their tools buried here because they wanted that to be recognized and. They weren't passing them on to anyone. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I've yeah. never even I, thought. I mean, because my my kids, you know, my older son, you know, he's he was kind of interested in paganism uh-huh. when he was younger, you know, and I've always offered if they want to learn something, I will teach them, but if it's not for them, that's fine mm-hmm. too. Sure. And I think I think my younger son is going to wind up inheriting most of my stuff because he's they they both got a little bit of the gift, but you know, video games are very distracting. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can be. Yeah, but I mm. I think he'll come around to it, but you know, I'm I'm not putting pressure. But yeah, I never even thought about that. Who would I pass my tools on to? Right. 
Hmm. Yeah. Good questions. But, you yeah. know, I mean, mine's built in, so <laughs> I already yeah. know my guys are going to take everything and just, you know, probably argue over a few pieces. But right. so, Eva, do you want to share some more of the other things you were working on? Because I know you, yeah, you had I mean, mentioned I'm, one thing I that you have in production. Right. I immediately finished, like, I gave myself a, a, a month off from uh, writing. And uh-huh. then started on the uh, next book, and that one I'm, I'm tentatively calling. You know, I, uh, more often than not, authors don't get to choose their titles. Usually, uh-huh. the, uh, usually they pick it. But uh, yeah. I'm calling this. I'm calling this one "Level Up." Uh, raising, Ooh, holding, like and sha- raising, holding, and shaping energy. Uh-huh. Because I wrote a book. Uh, it was a keys to perception that's all about opening up the receptive talents, the perceptive ones. And this book is all about learning ways to raise energy, control energy, shape energy, improve your capacity to manage the flow of energy of different kinds uh, without hurting yourself, um, ways to work with just the body, ways to work uh, with collections or groups of people, which is Working as a group to raise energy and move energy is very different than working solo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and also and also the distinction of what how you actually use tools to shape energy rather than simply using them as a psychological prop. Huh. <laughs> I so, like. It. So yeah, so that one. Um, there's also some psychological stuff because let's be real. Um, a lot of, of, of power management stuff is about whether or not you're willing to accept power, um, whether or not you're controlling mm-hmm. or over-controlling or surrendering or abandoning or how much uh, you believe in your capacity to do what you're going to do. and or, or do you trust yourself to be powerful when you use magic? And that's really the question because I find a lot right? of people say that they are, but they really have no faith in themselves. And I think that's why a lot of spell work falls flat because uh-huh. the person initiating it only hopes they have the capacity, you know. And mm. listen, it's a struggle sometimes, you know. I've yeah. not done any real magical workings in the past few weeks because mm. my energy is not there. And I need, right. you know, and you get scared sometimes that, oh, has it lost, you know, have I lost it forever? Or is it merely yeah. <laughs> just taking a break? Or, you know, what's going on with me? Is it a lacking in me? Is it a lacking in my belief in myself, my belief in my gods? My, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm you, kind you, of... There's all sorts of ways it can play out. Yeah. I mean, I'm having yeah. that struggle now, right now, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Well, there's also the thing that, that part of it is absolutely just, I mean, part of it's uh, what, we, what we think and feel about ourselves, but part of it is also, you know, just like the physical body, um, we get rusty. Uh, we actually have to uh, do some energy stretches, if you will, and kind of warm up because if it's been a while, uh, we, we have stiffened up a little bit. Our aura or is not quite as flexible as it was when we were doing it regularly. You're not kidding. Can you give me yeah. a little taste of something to to maybe start me off? Because I am feeling rusty. Um. So let's let's uh, think think for a moment about uh, compare it to everything that you know that's physical. 
So, for example, uh, your energy has to be flexible in order to shape and move magic. All right. Well, you know, what happens if you haven't uh, been uh, doing any kind of physical stuff for a while? Your tendons shrink. Mm -hmm. You get tight. And then if you try to stretch too far, it's ouch. And if you stretch Mm -hmm. further than that, it's like damage. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so the, 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 what real flexibility is is not how far can you go, but how far can you go and spring back to your original shape. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, so try something as something as simple as uh, uh, r- pushing some energy into your hands. You, you can do the old rub your hands together and and, and uh, or tone if you like to tone or whatever. But move some energy, and then. Try to feel an object that you uh, know well. Maybe it's a maybe it's a piece of jewelry that you've had a long time, or uh, a little figurine, or a crystal, or something, and, and put it on on a table, and touch it, feel the energy of it, and now take a step away from it so that you're no longer touching it, and see if you can still feel connection to the energy, and take another step back, and take another step back. At some point, you got and don't cheat. Um, just because just just you can see it and just so you can imagine that there's a sensation is not the same as still feeling like you are in energetic contact with it. True. So yeah. then you take a step yeah. in again. You take a step in again. Yes, and now I'm actually truly feeling it, touching it energetically. Because what you're doing is you're, you're training your aura, you're training your energy to actually stretch that distance. Ah. If you've got a friend, uh, you can do it by yourself, but it's easier with a friend that you, yeah. that you can, they can do this. Uh, both raise energy, uh, both put both hands flat out, and both push energy as hard and fast as you can, and you're basically pushing hands at each other but pushing energy at each other because to actually build up that kind of strength and movement, you actually have to have energy to resist against. Is the, equi- is the equivalent of energy isometrics or weightlifting. Yeah, got it. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that makes – yeah, that's, per- that's pretty right? perfect. Yeah. I'm going to use that, yeah. And, that's and you great. Can always, or, or just something simple like uh, taking a deep breath of, of, of prana, taking a deep breath of energy in and feeling that your whole aura balloons out a little bit and hold it. And then it, exhale and let it shrink in. Now take a d- deeper breath. Now the point is don't confuse how much air goes into your lungs with the total amount of energy that you can actually breathe, continue to breathe in. But the mm-hmm. idea is to expand and contract and expand and contract so that you're, you're, you, know, you become accustomed again to controlling and moving more energy through you. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Another quick exercise, and then I'll, 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 I'll go off in another direction because I know we've only got an hour and I can talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> we can listen to you forever. <laughs> all right, so so you, you you've probably all done the uh, you know breathe in a color of energy, right? Or breathe in sparkly yeah. motes of light or whatever. Yeah. That's uh, the the life force energy. Yeah, all right? that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, it, do it this way. Do it this way though. So you 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 you, you see the, the the bright motes of energy or color what coming in and breathing and you're filling your lungs and keep and now when your lungs are f- feeling like they're brilliant, see that energy breath by breath transfer from your breath and your lungs into your blood and see it circulating through um, all the capillaries, all the veins, and all the arteries, and, and see that your whole circulatory system is, is glowing with power. And then take it one step and see that power sink down into your bones until your bones are glowing. Ooh. So that you end up charging ble- your breath, your blood, and your bone. And you end up 
actually retaining a greater load of energy than if you had simply just done the normal warm-up. Ah, brilliant. I need practice. Because we we forget, you know? And that's an exercise that requires not a whole lot of time, honestly, and no equipment. Which is great. Yeah, yeah thank you. That's anyway. really helpful because I'm, I'm, I've been, like, sluggy and not with it. So that's definitely going to help. Thank you so much. And even if you're not about to do magic, you'll feel more, more focused and vitalized and ready to do whatever. Yeah, I can see doing that just before I start work in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that will just help me, you know, be more energetic and more focused on what I have to do instead of, like, begging for my first cup of coffee and dragging my ass for the first two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. Oh, yeah. So, Evo, so Evo, what else are you involved in? Like, are you doing, are you doing online things? What's, what's happening? So, as, as, as for example, uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of online things. Uh, we have uh, uh, 14 covens in our in our tradition, and they're all busily doing stuff. Uh, this next weekend is supposed to be our annual retreat, which normally happens in person, but instead we're yeah. uh, doing uh, you know two solid days of Zoom meetings and workshops over Zoom. And uh, I'm not terribly fond of rituals over Zoom, but we're going to do, uh, I'm going to call it a ceremony more than a ritual, just simply uh, to uh, be be in each other's space and, and, and energy. So I've been doing a lot of that. Honestly, uh, my total number of hours now on the phone or with the webcam on is much more than it's ever been. I am going to... It is. And uh, in some ways... Uh, I've had less time since the clamp down to uh, create some uh, physical separation to limit the pandemic spread because mm-hmm. I've had uh, more people. It's like, hey, can you please do a reading for me? Or, hey, uh, help me figure out how to do this thing. Because everybody else is also stuck at home. Hey, I have a time, time to work on this project. Why don't I get a hold of Evo? What you doing? What you doing? But, yeah. Yeah. So, but so that I've, uh, there have also been and uh, a lot. And honestly, uh, I will get around to writing. I keep saying I'm going to write a blog called Help Wanted. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh. Because people say, "Well, don't you delegate?" Yes, I do. However, <laughs> um, any of us that are relatively public pagans. Yeah. Who do you, you know, I, I fully expect, and most of the people that are part of our tradition, you know, have high priests or priests or people to, to reach out to, or, you know, and if they need to, they reach out to, to one of the elders, but they they know they have a community to work with. But I get a lot of stuff from people that I've meet at gatherings, meet at events, that are not part mm-hmm. of any kind of formalized or official group. So if they need help with uh, something, whether that be a magical problem or a uh, pastoral, you know, uh, counseling kind of thing, or a, a or a please uh, just listen while I vent. Yeah. There's not enough people that are are officially available to do that in our community because yeah. the vast majority of our community uh, don't have a group they can point us and say they will listen to me. Oh, that's interesting. 
wonder I mean, why that is. People have friends. You know, people have friends. People have, uh, but you know, sometimes it, when it's the things that you don't want to necessarily talk to your friends about. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and, uh, and sure, uh, whenever possible, I say, "Hey, that sounds like something that requires somebody with uh, with uh, a, a degree in counseling of some kind." So you yeah. know, yeah. part of it is knowing yeah. that you can't help because the the nature of the issue is not something that's that's uh, in your in your background or wheelhouse. Yeah, and we don't that's have true. people. I mean, I remember last uh, before this uh, all happened. Uh, Jim and I were down at, you know, having having fun in Florida, you know, drinking butterbeer and doing the Harry Potter thing. <laughs> and my phone yeah. goes off. It's like, okay. What is it? It's uh, somebody had, so our house, the, the, the person that was t- uh, taking care of our house and dogs while we were gone said, hey, I didn't want to bother you, but it sounded serious. The person was crying. Can I give her your cell number? And I said, sure. So it was Aww. somebody whose mom had died, and uh, didn't recognize uh, the, the the woman who called me uh, at all. And she said, "Do I?" I said, "Do I know you?" And I said, "No, no, I, you, we've never met." Well, okay. Um, so here's the deal: not a pagan person, but her mom was, and her oh, mom her mom was solitary, hadn't been a part of any group, but um, had been to a couple of open rituals at our place. Oh. Had been to a couple of workshops uh, that we had run, so we were the only thing in the, in in her uh, contacts in her you know address book that was pagany. So uh, she was reaching out, hey, uh, can you guys do a service for my mom? Wow. So uh... so you know I said, well, I'm I'm in Florida, I can't help you immediately, but here's the you know uh, three other people in our tradition you can call. What geography are you in? Because you have to ask, like, what state are you in? I mean, because mm-hmm. sometimes we, it's not even a question of, but, you know, we eventually found somebody to uh, do a service on short notice. But there, and, and, uh, but there isn't kind of like that safety net or, or infrastructure or, you know, which of the, which of the funeral homes aren't going to freak out if you do a weird thing at their, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, you've got to be careful with that. Yeah, I mean, some places are totally cool and some are not. Yeah. So it becomes a question of there needs to be a broader uh, collection of helpers to take care of those kinds of needs that fall outside of, you know, what you expect uh, to get from your uh, people that are just your casual friends or even your close friends. Um, it's hard. That's true. So, yeah, so there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that uh, – as we continue to grow in numbers, but not we grow in numbers of people that are doing this stuff, but that the growth of those numbers are not uh, keep are not commensurate with are not proportionate to the number of resources or individuals you can point at and say, oh yeah, they can do they can do a funeral or oh they can do a wedding or they can provide uh, some you know time for you to. Uh, uh, help you write your self-dedication ritual because you're not a member of a group that you want to mark that you're officially a witch or a druid or whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's important stuff too. It is. At the end of the month, we're having somebody named Mortellis on, and what she does is she she's actually a pagan mortician. So, uh, yeah, um, yep, yep, and she just I'm had a book come out. 
yes. At, well, and she's got one coming out soon, I think the beginning of yeah, yeah. next year. Um, but she is going to be on in uh, at the end of this month, so we're really interested to speak with her about death rights and, and things of that nature. So this is, you know, you mentioned this at a perfect time. So I, yeah. think, I, I think it's really important, and, and I'm glad she's out there doing the work. She really is. Bless her heart. We yeah. worry about her. I, um, I'm in contact with her. Yeah, I mean, she's, you know, she gets deployed to areas and uh, mm-hmm. she deals with things that, uh, you know, she expressed something to me yesterday about the fact that healthcare workers, they, you know, p- people bring them food, people yes. look after them, people are concerned for them, but the people who take care of you once you've passed um, are almost treated like pariahs and they're not, they're not given any kind of appreciation whatsoever. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about. So that is something we are going to talk about, as a matter of fact, you know, when she's on. But, you know, you have to think about the fact that once someone passes, you know, for for my beliefs anyway, there's still care that goes on afterwards. Absolutely. So we need to think about that and appreciate the people that are able to do that because I sure as hell couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I fall apart yeah. constantly. It's you know, uh, there, everybody has things where uh, they are unusually strong and areas where they are also unusually vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a question of knowing which things those are. Um, when I was in in college, uh, I, among other things, I, I was a volunteer at the uh, on one of the hotlines. So it was kind of a catch-all hotline. Um, we were all trained by the same people and there were multiple numbers that got fed to it so that you had to suss out what the call was about as the call was happening. Mm -hmm. Because people could be calling about suicide, people could be calling about contraceptive information, people could be calling about anything. But one of the things that we had uh, that stuck with me was that there was a minimum of two people on duty at all times, preferably three even though there was only one phone to be answered, because it was a small college, it was University of Delaware. And if so that for let's say for example the phone rings and the the call is about where to get an abortion. And mm-hmm. uh, the person who answers it uh, is a devout Catholic. What's their uh, who actually follows the party line as opposed to think, having their own mind? Uh, I clearly have an opinion on that one. But uh, <laughs> but the, the training was if the if the phone rang and it was something that was a red flag for you something that you couldn't answer without breaking your own rules or something that made you see red or something made you cry or fall apart or whatever you're oh um, okay uh, I know some about that but there's uh, somebody here in, uh, that has better uh, understanding and knowledge of this than I do and pass the damn phone over yeah yeah that's, that's awesome so. So, or if somebody was calling about a particular abuse system, abuse that was triggery, you passed it on to the other person in the room that wasn't going to be triggered in the same way. So it was a recognition that at any given time, the call could be about something that, uh, though important that that person get the right help, you're not the right person for it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. Everyone, yeah, everyone is not cut out for everything, you know. No, no, no. I mean, um, my my gym is uh, has 
zero problem, you know, uh, with uh, blood and guts and gore and all manner of things because, uh, you know, in, in his nurse in his nursing career, the the last couple of you know decades before he retired is mostly uh, administrative stuff, but none of that bothers him in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> however, 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 if there's a movie and the dog dies, we can't watch it. Yep. Yeah. I'm the same, I'm the same way with kids. Like the only same reason book. I can yeah. go into forensics. Yeah. Or um, more mortuary work is yeah. because I knew I would be able to see, you know, dead kids yeah. without it affecting me. Absolutely. Cannot handle it. <laughs> but you know, but 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 it's about self knowledge about, and then doing what you can do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. When you have a calling, please, please tell Jim Pardon? we said hi. I said, how is Jim doing? Please tell he's, him we said hi. He's doing good, other than uh, feeling slightly guilty about something. He's uh, uh, been uh, – so technically he's retired, but what that really means, because nobody really retires anymore, is he's retired mm-hmm. from yeah. working for the state of Delaware, and he's doing consulting work. Um, uh. But um, in the last uh, – uh, couple of months he's also been getting really hard pushed to um please come back to uh to to work we could use you and i'm going like um jim you've you've put in your time um you are 69 years old i do not mm-hmm. want you uh it may be it may be selfish but i don't want him i i'd prefer to have him stay home and away from the uh, spread of the pandemic well, I agree yeah. with that. That sounds <laughs> like a good I'm, idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit selfish here and, and say that you know he's he's and he he did the hard duty man. He uh, he worked in public health. He he built from scratch and ran the AIDS HIV program at, at public health. He he then went to and was the bureau chief for health for the Department of Correction because they didn't have a bureau for health and and the feds were on top of them. So he fixed things there. Hell, he, he was in the wow. Peace Corps. He he worked at a he worked at a clinic in Addis Ababa in Ethiopia, so he's worked in in Southeast Asia. He has done his time in hot zones. He's gotten over the years more vaccinations and injections for everything that he was going to be exposed to when he was overseas. It's like you've done your time, Jim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time to take a break. <laughs> I, w- I, I don't I, blame I, you. I, I would I would rather yeah. But anyway, yeah. but uh, now he's he's. Uh, so the crazy busy thing for us is that the pandemic means that uh, our garden is probably going to be twice the size it normally is this year in terms oh. of seedlings that start, <laughs> are taking over the house, and you know the, we've got like five rows of potatoes and that are coming up and snow peas and blah blah blah. So, um, oh, I, nice. which is not a bad thing, but yeah, it's a lot so, of work, and you have a new baby. So well, she's not so new right now. Well, she she, she was born she was born February first. Yeah, so she's still not that old. That was a, yeah. That was she, a, that was, a, that was a, a, a a bit of a thing because we picked her up in Kentucky, which was like a twelve hour drive each way. Uh huh. Oh wow. Because and and uh, we took we took food and water and. Uh, and Clorox wipes because that was like just as the pandemic was gearing up big. And we basically right, were like, yeah. so, so that uh, the lady that we got it from, is like, guys, 
I need to get rid of these puppies now because otherwise I'm not going to be able to get rid of them. They'll be stuck with me during the pandemic and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then they get attached. Yeah. 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 So so we picked her up earlier than we intended to. And and I'm not sure we would have if it hadn't been a, a basically, please, 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 we need to have you have a puppy now or else we're going to be stuck with all these puppies and it'll be too late to give them to other people and blah, blah, blah. But she's doing great. Other than regular blood offerings. Other than regular blood offerings, because puppy teeth are so sharp. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what do you have coming up soon? Like, is there something we can talk about that you're, you know, are you doing class next week? Is there something coming up this weekend? Uh, Inform me. uh, well, shortly, I'm 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 trying to to transition to making stuff more public because, honestly, the last uh, couple of months and the next few months are uh, all in-house stuff for, for my folks. But I am going yeah. to uh, be uh, putting up classes that I'm going to do via Zoom or Skype because I, this is going to go on for a while. Um, I, I already mm. told uh, a couple of bookstores that hey, uh, given how things are, I am willing to do the class online and you guys can take your normal cut anyway. Wow. That's that's generous of you. Because we can't afford to lose those resources. Yeah. Yeah. We can't afford to lose those resources and and we we potentially could they're already stressed out um trying to survive uh, compared to the online book market and so yeah. And you know we had to move our conference uh, a whole year forward, uh the between the World Sacred Space conference, but there were really no other options. Um, I will say that for for folks that are thinking about uh, where's all this headed, this is just the beginning, boys and girls. Um, this is uh, mm-hmm. um, so whatever's happening around the summer solstice will give us clues and uh, a sense of where things are headed. The, the the climax for the astrological stuff that was the sponsor for much of what's going on right now actually mm-hmm. uh, will peak at the winter solstice. So wow. summer solstice, summer solstice. Keep an eye out for what's going on in the world because that will give you clues mm-hmm. about what you need to be monitoring in your own life or in your own affairs. Because then it will, you know, kick up uh, in a huge way in the winter. The other thing that's going on, and everything doesn't have to be doom or gloom, but everything yeah. does require us to behave in a in a uh, heroic fashion at this point. Um, these are times where uh, we are called upon to uh, actually show by our actions that we are children of the gods and goddesses, not just lip service. Because, I mean, health, as a for example, if you look at the birth chart for the United States using the 4th of July uh, in 1776 in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. the Declaration of Independence is the birth of the U.S. So uh, 2022 through 2024 is... uh, when the United States has its Pluto return, Pluto in the heavens will return to where it was at the time of the birth of the nation, and that will cause a profound death rebirth experience for the nation. Oh wow! Yeah. So this but wasn't it. It's about to happen. That's lovely. Other thing to to point out is that the 2020 uh, the election, the presidential elections we're having this year, uh, are yeah. happening during a Jupiter Saturn conjunction. Um, so far in modern times, 
every time that there's been a presidential election with Jupiter and Saturn conjunct, whoever gets elected president will either uh, die in office from illness or assassination or have a serious uh, challenge that uh, makes them ineffectual for a time. Huh. So it doesn't. So whoever wins, and and you know, and there are a lot of mundane reasons. But if you line up the uh, change, the big change of the of the uh, cycles of Jupiter and Saturn conjunctions, because there's another thing going on that's an 800-year cycle. But basically, the next three to four years um, are are actually cranking up all the changes in a bigger way. So that even though it seems like everything has been insane so far, and the pandemic has been uh, a great a great reveal, a great revealer. Not just uh, yeah. of, of uh, the, the woeful state of, of our public health uh, funding and uh, relationship to medical knowledge, but it's also yeah. been a, shown us just how much we don't know how to take care of each other. This is true. Yeah. That's true. And uh, and and a lot of false choices being put out about uh, you can have this or you can have that, as opposed to we can have both, but we have to do the following things to make that true. So yes, as we sir. move through the next several years, what we're being called on is that, all right, you are a goddess. You are a god. Um, change the world. Yeah, Enact make it change happen. The world. Make it happen. The world is, well, is going to change anyway. Are you going to make it, are you going to try to push, nudge it towards better, or are you going to let it slide towards worse? Oh, definitely better. We're going to get to pushing. Yep. We can't afford worse. <laughs> No, we really, really can't. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I honestly think that there is the potential for um, a lot of progress, uh, but it's not going to come easily if we take it for granted. And if also, for once, uh, we, 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 we actually believe that we have the capacity to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think we could learn a lot of lessons from this. I mean, as far as, you know, how to restructure so it works for everybody. You know, because we're seeing so many people left behind, and they're not doing shit. Right. You know? They're not helping anybody. It, it's, you know, a one-time stimulus thing, for unemployed people is not going to work and healthcare being tied to your job is not going to work. Yeah. You know, people that have supported us, the, you know, the healthcare workers, the, the grocery store clerks, the janitors, you know, so service industry, they need more money. You know, who are we relying on right now? Well, and, and, and the thing to consider is that there is actually, you know, and people will say, well, we don't have the money to provide uh, proper health care. We don't have the money to um, yeah. make sure that workers uh, can, act, can, you know, can actually stay home when we're trying to interrupt a cycle of infection. But I'm going to point out yeah. the only reason that there isn't any money is a certain president named Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so 
so before before uh, uh, Ronald Reagan messed things up, and I, I could actually go on for about an hour just about things that his administration did that have made our life worse. But yeah. uh, before his administration, the top one percent, you know, paid seventy four percent of their income as taxes. And the difference uh, the difference between uh, the the top salary and of, of the CEOs and what their workers did was oh the CEO were earned about thirty times as much as their as their workers. Nowadays, since Reagan cut the taxes on the rich, uh, the difference between the CEOs and the workers is about three hundred and seventy three times a difference in salary. And yeah. the mm-hmm. and the once once you allot for everything that's real and not real and fake loopholes the 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 taxes paid by the very rich um are almost nothing yeah exactly so so, so, so you know and, and and treating and treating large corporations as human beings means that they also get out of paying most of their taxes so if the richest actually pay they're they're the ones that are the real welfare recipients yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. So, so, so it, don't on. tell me that there, don't tell me that there's not enough money to. If, if I mean, come on, Canada's providing their people a decent amount of money every month until this crisis is over. As yep, is every they other are. In the world. So yeah, yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, maybe we can do without those extra war planes because. Well, I'm agree. I'm agreeing with that too. But you, we don't. But if you're if you're a war hawk and you can't imagine that you know that uh, we'd, we'd be safe. Well, guess what? If if the very richest of the rich individuals and corporations actually pulled their weight, which they do not, then there'd be enough to take care of people and waste money on the military. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Though I will point out uh, uh, that uh, Dr. Helen Caldicott did a study once on the economics of it, and uh, if you took one week of the military's budget from the U.S. Just you know, one fifty second of of their budget, one weeks of their budget, yeah. is enough to feed, clothes, and college educate the entire population of uh, the United States for a year. Yep. Damn. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So no, we we have the resources. We just don't know that we have the resources. We've been convinced that we're poor. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think. I, I think it's more than that, Evo. I think it's the lack of political is. will to make it happen. I think um, as long as lobbyists are still part of politics, and they shouldn't be. exactly, yeah, um, that is part of the problem, and is going to continue to be part of the problem because we do not have the ability to get rid of it, and I don't know why that is. And I think it's not in the American consciousness as much as it should be. I don't think people understand what a lobbyist is or what a lobbyist could be capable of because they're not necessarily – I mean, I lobby for lots of things, but I don't get corporate kickbacks. I don't get congressional kickbacks. Mm -hmm. I don't – you know what I I mean? You can can lobby for something without it being – I'm looking for a capitalist draw. Well, one of the, one of the things that I'm going to say is use the tools that we know from paganism. Empower mm-hmm. individuals, educate, you know, learn as much as you can about these things. 
use your magic for mundane things as well as spiritual things and yeah. and, and and think from think from the from, like nature does you know nature starts with the, with the uh, single cell organisms in, in the ocean and in the soil to create everything that's above it where where we often get messed up is that we focus on uh, the top of the top tier of of, of, of power or politics, the mm-hmm. as opposed to as opposed to, you know, start changing uh, how you relate to to local power. Um, do you go to your school yeah. board things? Do you go to your county council and city council things? Do you encourage your friends that are actually decent human beings to run for some of those? Uh, you know, closer to the ground positions because the only way you make changes is from the algae and the soil bacteria up. If you just focus mm-hmm. on the on the Senate, the House, and the presidential races, then no change ever happens because they own the the top of the tree already. The way to yep. undermine it from the bottom. Yep. All politics is I, local. I, yeah. yeah. I, and I I hate to do this. We've we're down to I know we're out of time. Four minutes, but now it's and I've seen I've seen a lot of you know people I interact with online that you know what I'm tired of this shit I'm running for office you know support those people if you agree with their policies and and what they're trying to push you know there's a lot of people running for office now you know and, seek them and, out and even if you don't agree. You know, Become an informed consumer of, of how the process actually works. Exactly. True. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. We can change Excellent it. Point. We Lots just got to get to it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Evo, thank you so much for coming on last yeah. minute and and shutting me up. Sweetly <laughs> 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 no. as you do, um, because I we hadn't heard from you in such a long time, and I, I'm so glad you made time for us. Thank you so much. That's always fun. All right, yeah. guys. And we'll. You have a wonderful afternoon. Our love to Brownwin and to Jim, and we yep. will reschedule yeah. you for as soon as possible. All righty, that sounds delightful. All right. Thank, thank you care. so much. Bye. You love too. Ya. Stay safe. Love you too. Bye. 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 All right, sis. All right. So we will be back next week. Um, you know what? I've lost. You know who's on. <laughs> but we will be Judica back Judica Ellis is on. We Judica. have Judica Ellis yeah. on next week. We have Jason Mankey. It's another triple header. Jason Mankey will be on. Sharon Knight, musician Sharon Knight, is going to make her first visit with us. We're really excited. Yeah. So we hope you join us for Friday night with Judica. And then we'll be talking to Jason. And then we'll be talking to Sharon Knight. So it's going to be great next week. And we will see you yeah. then. Good night, everybody. Have a great afternoon. Good night. We'll see you next time. <laughs>